You're listening to a new episode of Suncast, the weekly series hosted by David Siegel that keeps you up to date on all the latest happenings with the Connecticut Sun. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel welcoming you to a WNBA Finals edition of the Suncast. It feels great to be able to say that. It's been a long time coming that the Connecticut Sun has earned its way back to the WNBA Finals. I was a season ticket holder back in the last time they made it against the Sacramento Monarchs, and that shows you how long ago we're talking about because that team isn't even around anymore. But we are here. It is the present, and it is always great to talk to the VP, the boss lady, Amber Cox. Amber, congratulations on making it this far. This is something that uh, you guys have been working for all year. Welcome back to the Suncast. Good to be here. It's kind of unreal. It all every season flies by, but you know this one. Here we are to almost October. It's just crazy. That feels like just yesterday. I was talking to you to kick off the season. No, and, and most importantly for Sunday for you, when Game Three will be in Connecticut, is at least the Chiefs are on the East Coast and they play at one o'clock. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm always uh, keeping an eye on those scores, but. Definitely the priority is uh, the Connecticut Sun the next two Sundays. Well, hopefully, you know, it'll be an early blowout so you can just change focus and ignore the Chiefs. <laughs> Someone call Patrick Mahomes make that, that happen. That's it. You know, well, you know, the way it's been going, I think that it very well will with Patrick Mahomes. So, but let's talk about your team and what's been going on. And, you know, you have been to the finals before. I'm not sure if people realize that your team's with the Phoenix Mercury uh, you were working with them at that time. You know firsthand from all of these places how difficult it is. Can you talk for a second, if you don't mind, about you know the differences between back when those teams made it and the league today and what's different for when the Sun made it now versus when the Mercury made it? Yeah, I think, you know, it's never it's never easy and, and um you know, I think that O seven Mercury team um the expectations were there because certainly you had Diana Taurasi and, and Penny uh, Penny Taylor and Cappy Pondexter. That group was very talented but hadn't made the playoffs in a lot of years. So really surprised people, and that was one of those runs that was just, you know, a lot of fun because there, there was no um, sort of, I don't know, expectations, if you will. Um, and then the 09 run, you know, there's, there's a little more obviously expectations because that group was a bit more veteran and uh, consistently making the playoffs at that point. And I think you look at this team coming into the season, um, it's interesting because, you know, you look back to even the GM uh, survey early in the year, we're picked to win a lot of games, but not picked to win the championship. Um, And, you know, there certainly were expectations because we were on the verge and had made the playoffs, but, this is still the youngest team in the playoffs uh, this year, um, and I don't think a lot of people were picking us to be here, not many at all. So um, we had expectations for ourselves. We were, we've been very bold in saying what, um, you know, what we expect out of this team and what the, the players and coaches expect. It's really the genesis of the burn it down theme. Um, you know, we wanted to be here, and they believed in one another, and and now here we are, you know, just three wins away from a WNBA championship. So I would say, you know, while maybe those on the outside thought we would be good, I don't know how many people thought we would be here, but certainly none of us on the inside are surprised. 
you know, I remember back going to media day and, you know, all the, the, the predominant conversation at the time wasn't about how the team was going to be. It was more about how the, everybody was reacting to the Chennai trade, which happened so late, uh, so close to the season. But I remember, you know, the coaches, the players, everybody involved seemed to just have this attitude of, okay, business is business and we're going to take care of business. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, so that you're right in the fact that that has been the attitude all season. That it just seems that from Jazz to AT all the way down, they had had enough of this elimination, early elimination, and it was time, and they felt it was their time. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, Jasmine was in my office the other day, and I just it, she has had this calm about her, this focus. And you really see it in AT and and Strick, too. You know, being the more veteran three of that starting group, they are just um, really dialed in. It's almost like a real eerie calm. And I think, you know, they have a real belief in one another. Um, They are completely just determined and focused. And, you know, that obviously trickles down to the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, I mean they've just they've been really locked in and and I think what you've seen of this group this year that maybe wasn't necessarily the case in years past is you know there've been there've been low points in the season you lose five games in a row how are you going to bounce back from that? And every time there's been a little bit of, you know, um you know, a lull in the season or maybe a lull in our play, um they have come back together and said, you know, this is not us. We need to dial it up on the defensive end and that's where it started this year. Also, I think a little bit of a difference this year over years past. I mean, that's where the focus has been. So, you know, they have really believed uh throughout, even through the highs and lows in one another and and um when they step on the court and are within those lines, um you know, it's it's really special what's going on. Special to witness. Let's talk for a second what you were just saying you were saying about, you know, the burn it down theme and now also the disrespect, which is great with the C T capital on the end to make people realize that it's Connecticut. Uh it really has been something that the team has taken as a bit of a as a rallying cry. But at the same time, you know, sitting here I guess slightly on the outside, I'll refer to myself it's legit. I see it. I mean, perfect example, halftime the other night, we heard all about Derek Fisher and Candace Parker, and yes, it's a story, but where was the discussion about the Connecticut Sun just kicking ass and taking names in that series? You know, we, you know, it's still not there. Though, you know, I'm still hearing, you know, a lot of Washington this and Washington that. I'm not seeing the respect for Connecticut. Yeah, and you know, since that, it was interesting, you know, when Jazz was on ESPN and, and the term role players was used and no megastars. And, you know, I think, yeah, I guess you can say that in terms of the established names in this league, but I certainly believe, you know, we've got an all star starter who led the league in blocks and tied Brittany Griner, or sorry, tied Brittany Griner in blocks and led the league in rebound. I think. John Paul Jones is a megastar. Courtney Williams has certainly stepped up. Um, so, I, you know, it's fine. It's fine that people aren't talking about us. I think that chip on our shoulder is a real thing that's not made up, and 
I got to give Kip Helt, our game ops guru, credit for that disrespect. He just texted that to me out of the blue as we were going back and forth about, you know, just, again, sort of the lack of attention on how well this team was playing and what they were doing together. And, man, has that stuck and um, certainly, again, resonates with all of us. I think all of us feel a little bit like, hey, you know, this team really deserves more credit based on how they've performed and what they've done, but that's fine. We'll just we'll just keep winning games. You know, one thing that has emerged obviously from the the playoffs so far is the character of Courtney Williams, and of course Don is now a mega star. Her father, uh, <laughs> I, and I love when she said that he's the star and they're all role players. Uh, but. <laughs> But one thing that I got to mention about that is, you know, I see that and I see all that's going on, and I just I constantly think to myself, it's a really good thing that John Quell Jones doesn't have a big ego because she has been killing it and she's just very happy going about her business and winning games. Yeah, she is. She's a great teammate, obviously, an incredible human being, and I don't think any of us realize the weight you know, that was and still is on her shoulders related to everything um, that went on with Hurricane Dorian. Um, it's great that her parents are here and her family is all safe, but I think, you know, she really cares about her community, cares about her country, and, um, you know, to hear her in the press conference um, after, you know, the hurricane had hit and we played the game and, you know, she's in the press conference really talking about it for the first time and really those first-person accounts of, you know, my sister was walking through waist-high water um, with her baby, I mean, it's just to think about your family going through that and trying to focus on playing a basketball game and being, you know, the the focal point of of what we do. That's a lot for a you know twenty three, twenty four year old to to carry. So, John Quell is just an impressive human, um, and I think you know wants to do everything she can to uh, build her platform not only for her but to you know help the people. Um, that have helped her. So she's a great human. We're lucky to have her and obviously just a special talent that we're going to continue to see emerge. And, you know, I think the fun thing about Courtney has been, you know, we've known that personality, but this has really been a chance for um, everyone who follows women's basketball um, to see her. And now we know, you know, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree with Dawn. <laughs> uh, you know, Courtney's got a special swagger about her, and, and she's unconscious when she steps on the floor and calls herself a bucket, and she thinks every uh, shot is going in, and we want her to keep believing that because, I, I mean, I, I feel like it when one goes up. I feel like it's going in. So um, it's been fun to see her come to the forefront as well as really an emerging young star in this league too. All right, let's talk business. Game three, Sunday, October 6th, Mohegan Sun Arena, 3.30 p.m., now, I understand there's going to be special giveaways and uh, more things going on. Why don't we talk a little bit about what you got going on that day? Yeah, so we've got um, T-shirts for the first 5,000 fans uh, coming through the door. Um, they say role players did that, um, which was famously <laughs> Courtney Williams' line to Holly Rowe um, after we uh, beat L.A. in that series. So that's a lot of fun, and um, we'll give those away. We'll have some rally towels. We put tickets on sale yesterday for game three, and, I mean, it just – the phones lit up. The You know, we were just sort of watching the ticker continue to go. So I would encourage anybody that doesn't have their tickets to get them. We have very limited lower-level seats available. And I suspect by the end of the day we're going to be really close to a sellout 
um, all the way around. So really encourage people to jump. Don't wait. Get in there, get your tickets, and make sure you're set for game three because it is going to be an unbelievable atmosphere um, after coming back for game, from games one and two in Washington. I love the way the other teams and things in the state of Connecticut have joined in that I've seen, you know, tweets and, you know, go get from, you know, the, the women's hockey team, the whale to the uh, yard goats to uh, even this, you know, Karen and some of the Celtics coming down. I mean, it seems that everybody is realizing what an accomplishment this team is, has, has completed and is on the verge of. And it's great to see the support that, you know, you're getting from the other teams. Yeah, and and it's been what's really been cool is over the last 24 hours, we've heard from a lot of the local women's college teams, uh, Boston College, Sacred Heart, you know, they're all making plans to be at Game 3. So I think that's such an important connection to make between the college game and the pro game. We talk a lot about it, making sure not only the fans, but, you know, the players. Um, are really dialed into what's going on in the WNBA at every level. So that's cool to see as well. But, yeah, you know, we love the Yard Goats. They've been great partners. It was so cool to have the Celtics down here. Um, obviously, Karen, her connection to the Sun, um, just great, great player, WNBA player, and now her role with the Celtics. So, um, you know, we we look forward to having more uh, celebs out and um, supporting the team. You know, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. It's great. You did a great job. I thought it was a really cool thing when you put out the, uh, the the tweet to anybody that was a former WNBA player that is interested in coming back to coming to the to the game game three that you guys would take care of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see the NBA guys coming to games, and we love that support. Um, that's very cool. But I just wanted all those WNBA players to know, like we we know we have this league. We know. Um, that we are where we are with this league because of the pioneers of the league, the ones who started it, the ones who have played throughout. So I think it's important to always recognize uh, where you come from um, and recognize that they're really the ones that um, this league is built on. So wanted to make sure that invitation was extended. 15-2 and two regular season home record. It's quite a home court advantage, but Washington's uh... – their home court is nothing to sneeze at either. So uh, how, how big do you think it's going to be to try and steal one of those first two games in D.C.? Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, I think if you can come back here in a good position with two, one to two home games, um, you know, you put yourself in a great position. But to your point, that is a very, very good Washington team. Not only um, Elena Deladon, who is, you know, unquestionably I think the MVP this year, and Miesemann's been playing out of her mind, and Tolliver's back, and you know that you just go down the list, and they are just really talented. Obviously, really well coached with Mike and um, Eric and uh, Marianne Stanley. Like, just they're just really unbelievable from top to bottom. Organizational, uh, have a lot of respect for them. But you know that they they play in in a smaller arena now. Um, you know seats you know, 4,500 or so. So we expect that to be rocking. We're going to take a contingent ourselves, being that a lot of our players are sort of from that area, went to college in that area. Uh, I think we'll have um, a pretty good cheering section too. So hopefully they'll hear us and we can at least um, let them know that they've got some fans in their corner for games one and two. I do think that it's kind of cool as as a longtime follower of the Sun that either Kurt or Mike is going to get their first championship. 
hopefully Kurt, obviously. But 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 it is but it is kind of cool that they're that both of them have been such an important part of Connecticut basketball uh, that that it is kind of neat that one at least one of them will get a championship. Yeah, make no mistake, we want to win. We want to hang that banner in Mohegan Sun Arena. But tons of respect for Mike and and um, you know the history of this franchise and the fact that he led the team to two finals appearances and really a ton of wins. Um, so nothing but respect and love for, for Mike Tebow. Hey, and going back over those years, I was still rooting for Mike to take out Lambeer, like he, just like the old days with the sun and the shock. So, <laughs> well, Hey, and we do have, uh, Dave, we do have a couple of viewing parties. Um, we're going to do a viewing party at Game On, which is a new um, area at Mohegan Sun. It's sort of like a... You know, they've got video games, but tons of TVs. It's just an awesome place for game one. So uh, be on the lookout for that, fans. And then for game two, we're going to hold it at Novell, which is another um, new, relatively new spot at Mohegan Sun. So, um, again, we'll have a couple of places where fans can gather, watch the game together, um, more details to follow. But that's out there. And then tomorrow morning, uh, which will be Friday morning, we're going to do a, a send-off at Mohegan Sun and fans, employees, everybody's invited. It'll be in the main lobby of Mohegan Sun. So just a quick little, um, you know, program that we'll have, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but really an opportunity for fans to come out and, and wish the team well. Well, that that's all sounds great. It's good to see that, you know, it, you guys realize you get it, okay, is the way that I like to say it. You, you've been so fan-friendly. You, you've got it on social media. Everybody loves the accounts that uh, Connecticut Sun uses. And uh, just little things like that, the viewing parties and send off, you know, gives people uh, gives people a part of that sense of being a part of something. And, uh, you know, that's just great. And plus, I would be remiss if I didn't say I've said it on Twitter and I'll say it to you again. person. You have just been killing it with merchandise this year. People were always complaining about that in the past. You guys have been just unbelievable with what you've had at the at the arenas. Yeah, thanks so much. Our um, merchandise uh, partner, Campus Customs, has really done a fantastic job. And then this new organization, Breaking Tea, has just been really timely with these T-shirts, the House of Jones T-shirt, you know, our squad T-shirt. You know, they're just great with their designs, and and the turnaround time is quick. And so that's allowed us to give a lot of variety, um, which, again, has been a complaint and something I've said since I got here that I knew was an issue and we would address it. So it's great to hear that we're making progress there. I think there's still progress to be made. Um, but, you know, I love seeing the fans in the gear. It's my favorite thing. Um, lets me know we're moving in the right direction when I actually see people have it on their back. Now if we could just get Twitter to put the correct logo after Burn It Down. Yeah, I think we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, congratulations again. We'll look forward to seeing the team in the finals. And uh, we'll look forward to hopefully raising that banner at Mohegan Sun Arena. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate everything you did for us.